Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, just the only person here this week, is John Daniel. How are you, mate? Not too bad. How about yourself, Michael? Yeah, pretty good. You had a busy day, uh, busy weekend with motorsport. Yeah, we were down the at Hidden Valley, the local track up here, and um, helping out an IP boy up here, Jake. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to him. Did quite well, actually. Um, he's sitting second in the championship now for over two litres. That's pretty good. Yeah, big improvement in the car, too, over the weekend. The last three meetings, we've shaved a whole bunch of time out of the car, so he's doing really well. So you are taking over as team manager there. Um, we're yeah. having a quick chuckle before. You're whinging. There's no live data for the, yeah, the IP cars. It is a bit of a disappointment. They've got all the timing systems down there to do it, but they don't put anything up in the net, and I want... I want to know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make our little race team here. We'll come in, we'll get engineers. We're the biggest kid out. I think people are already looking at me a bit weirdly down there <laughs> going, what are you doing? Are you taking data? Are you yeah. taking notes after every race? What's going on? I'm trying to make some professionalism <laughs> yeah. in the Darwin IP car scene. <laughs> We're lifting their game. <laughs> lifting uh, their game one driver at a time. Yeah. No, he did a, he did a great effort. It was actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good day's racing down there. V8s, mate. Winton. Yeah. Friday Hectic was... Friday, wasn't it? <laughs> saw Friday's weather and you're like, oh, great weather for ducks. Yeah, that was some torrential rain. They actually forecasted a bit of that for Saturday as well. And it Yeah, well, coming into the weekend, there was news reports of going, the east coast of Australia was meant to get like... Flood warning. Yeah, like 12 months of rain in a weekend or something. It was huge. Well, it hit Winton on Friday, but it, it held off for the rest of the weekend, which is good, but it made the track very green on the Saturday. It did, didn't it? And it, no one had any, talking about data, no one had any data on dry setups and stuff for the for the track at that period of time. So it was a bit of a, mm. who could get it the most right for the qualifying and also the race. And um, yeah, Penske well, obviously did pretty well again. Penske did quite well in qualifying, but I was back on the whole data and running. It was um, even GRM, I think that's their test track or whatever. They said, yeah, it's our test track, but we still don't have any of the equivalent data that we need. Like the data we have, everyone sort of knows what you've run at Winton before. But it's just amazing. As soon as that track greens up with all the rain, you really need to know what that track's like at that point in time. Yeah. And plus they haven't done a test session there. I think they've only done one this year. They were meant Mm. to have another one. but A lot of teams have um, testing coming up before Well, I think they're testing this week or next week, Mm. um, GRM. So... Basically, the rundown there was they wanted to do it after Perth, but the big turnaround between uh, getting the cars back from Barbagello to mm. Winton or to their factory, prepping them again, and then coming doing a test day, and then getting back to Winton backwards and forwards, it was just not going to happen. They couldn't. They had to basically yeah, bite the bullet and go, we, we won't test before Winton. So. Yeah, and they're saying they've got some upgrades they want to try, but you can't try those things during the race because if it doesn't work, well, you're screwed. Yeah, I think they're doing a great job, but still. Oh, and really they're committed to Holden? Yeah. They're going to commit to the V8? Another little thing, quickly before we jump into the races. The Red Bull have announced that they're going to have... Well, they're only committed to having two new Commodores on the field next year on the grid. So in Adelaide, obviously the two Red Bull Commodores will be the new generation Commodore with the twi- Turbo V6, twin Turbo V6. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but sure. it will be the V6. In the ideal world, Craig will have the new car as well. But as for customers and stuff like that, there's also no requirement to upgrade Yeah, at the okay. moment. Yeah, so okay. you will still have the old generation V8 Holden 
as well as the new generation V6 turbo twin turbo um, thing. But I thought that was a little interesting, just the fact that they're like, oh, we're only committed, you know, we only have to technically get two on the field. There's no requirement to upgrade. So, you know, your likes of Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport won't have to upgrade. Yeah, when you've got away. a $500,000 car, some of those smaller teams, it's a big investment for them to go out and buy two of those. Yes. Uh, and basically make their other ones not worth as much because obviously every car in the field will be probably getting pushed down to development series uh, Super 2s in the next couple of years or next year or so. Yeah, but I'd I think... substantially a lot will go next year. And you'll find as soon as... If those new generation Commodores are quick, Oh, they'll be getting a lot of sales. Yeah. You'll be like, the teams that can afford it to upgrade, you're like, screw this, let's get the new ones. Well, it's going to be interesting, the parody. I really, it it, wor- it worries me a lot. It does. If the new cars aren't faster, will we get people moving forward? Or will they start to penalise the old cars? Or I, what's going to happen here? What's I, I'm more worried about the driving, the characteristics of the cars. Like, at the moment, all the cars are basically the same. There's small characteristics like, oh, you know, a little bit faster through corners. But you've got almost identical engines throughout the field now. They've all got the same weaknesses within the engine. Like if it's like, oh, we're good straight line. Um, but where you go for the V6, you know, you're like, are you going to have better pickup? Um, more torque. Yeah, you got the more torque. Are you going to be compromised on straights but better throughout the corners? Yeah. That's going to be really hard I for them to balance the V8s it. will probably be better around um, tracks where they've got need more drivability versus the turbocharged ones. I think the turbocharged ones will be great on tracks where you need to lay rubber down and, you know, have enormous torque curbs and stuff like that. Mm. But I, I don't know how much power these turbocharged motors are going to be making. No, If they leave it open to them, they're, they're you know, it's, and they're not limiting how many engines they can use and turbochargers and stuff. I use it. It could get very An engine erase. You'd have Triple Eight rocking up with, like, an extra trailer just of engines. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Here's my it qualifying could get crazy. engine. Here's my race engine. So, anyway. Time that's, will tell. That we'll find out. And, um, unfortunately, Red Bull has not responded to my emails for comment on that. Because I've tried them. Three times I've emailed them. Red Bull. Get on your shit. Yeah, just respond and tell me no. We can't answer any of these questions. Don't just ignore my emails. All right, jumping on to qualifying for the sad day. DJR were back. They are. Um, Triple Eight was strong. They were back as well. Yeah, except for Lounsey. Yeah, again. I. D- All right. Big time back there. Can Lounsey just not qualify anymore? Can he's he's got the race pace. He's got the skills to race. I just feel like is they're he, not getting the setup right. It has to be a bit more than just Lowndes has lost it. Like he doesn't I don't have. Think he could have just lost it to be honest. I, maybe if he was qualifying tenth or something, but all the way back there, he's with James Courtney territory. Well, exactly, in in a car that shouldn't be back there, it's weird. Because during the race, he moves forward. Like, is it the yeah? You 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 don't know. Is it the setup? Is it the fact that they've you know keep chopping engineers from there? It's just really puzzling, and I just want to know. I I know we're going to get to a point where you're going, Lounsey's past his one-lap pace. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It feels like they've kind of written him off, and maybe he's not pushing as hard as well. And maybe the team sort of pushed him to the side now with not giving him a head. So his engineer, yeah, might be a great engineer and all, but he's not a 
like a premium engineer from the rest of the field. Yeah, yeah. Where no one's Shane running up and down the grid trying to steal Irish. Yeah, where Shane and um, Jamie both have top class engineers. Mm. Um, it worries me a bit that they've given him sort of nothing against Irish, but like a maybe a, a second class engineer, and therefore. Um, you know, a lot of people out there might disagree with me, but therefore Craig might not be pushing as hard as he probably could. Mm. Uh, Craig still seems to have the race craft and oh, no they seem to get the setup on tires skill. and stuff. Maybe they're looking at race pace more than qualifying pace. I don't know, but he seems to be able to come back through the field fairly well. But yeah, there's definitely something lacking and it needs to be changed. Otherwise, this champion, well, this championship's written off already. Yeah. He's doing hopelessly in this one. But something needs to be corrected over next next well the rest of this year so you can come back strong for next year mm. so do you have much other turkling points in qualifying in no, that yeah really. it was really just i was really impressed watching it with red bull coming out and setting the fastest times with like a lap a uh, minute something to go and then when djr topped it again i was like all right this is how the weekend's going i've accepted it i accepted it yeah, I I was watching it down the track. I actually took my laptop down to the track to watch it, and I'm sitting there going, "Scotty, my boy, <laughs> he got it. He got up it. Just, just good lap, and he was stoked. stoked. Um, Mitch is Mitch is my boy, um, but yeah, he he did a good effort. He was pumped in the car. He fist punching. He knew he set a good lap. Fabs is looking rattled as well. In uh, obviously come back on Sunday, but he. He's just not looking as comfortable as he was at the start of the season when he, he was winning. What did he I'm not sure where he qualified. Because he qualified fifth on the Sunday. Yeah, he just seemed a bit off all weekend. But yeah. still, best performing show. Well, yeah, on Sunday he got... Well, overall. Yeah, the year. Oh, just this weekend. Well, he is overall in the year because he's winning the championship, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like, but yeah, he, he is. Four points. Four points still. So... Yeah, I think he's a little bit rattled, but Scotty's definitely got the pace, and I think um, Coulthard got the the lucky tire break in that in that second race. Mm. But we'll talk about that later. All right, so we will jump to the race, the sad day race. Sad day race. Yes, I was mate. excited at the start. Were you? Yeah. Well, yeah, Scotty and Mostert, like Chaz. It did look exciting, didn't it? It looked like we we're going to have a four battle at the front there. This was like. I could be wrong from just me watching it. I swear every race where we've had Scotty or Chaz on the front row, someone has been investigated for a jump start. And it's never turned out to be a jump start. It's just they've had bloody good starts. Yeah. Didn't happen this week. It's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, come on, someone jump it. But they, they, they're the two best starters of the field this year. Like yeah, ability Scotty, to get those Scotty wasn't very good at the start of the year. He's come good mm. recently. I think he's been studying what Fabian was doing because he was very good at yeah. the start of the year. Um, Scotty kept putting it on pole and then Always Fabs losing it. We, it. we mentioned this on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Like, yeah. Fabs doesn't need to worry if Scotty keeps putting it on pole, but you're beating him to turn one. Who cares? Points, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You Points get that is $1,000 for your pole position. Yeah, it, but it was it was uh, looking interesting. Uh, what was it? Ten laps in or something, and then uh, no more Chaz. Yeah, that was really sad. We still don't know. No, I they had no find release. Out what it was? It, they were talking about tail shaft, and then there was talk of a spool. But everyone was like, 
you know, I've never heard of a spool blowing up. And Chaz is like, if it is a spool, it's the first one I've ever done. And yeah. I, I was always under the impression that the spool was basically bulletproof and everything else broke around it. Yeah, it's true. Um, the spool's quite a solid piece of steel in there. and I, I don't see it breaking, but anything's possible, so... It did not sound nice. No. It was... It didn't sound nice before it let go. Because they cut to it. After it broke, they went on to, oh, here's the replay and onboard footage. And um, I was watching this race with Mitch, and we're going, oh, that sounds horrible. And you're like, and then it's just gone, bang! And you're like, oh, okay, now that's really bad. That's when it definitely let go. I thought it had gone before. Yeah, and unfortunate for Chaz, just had to call it. Put it in. Obviously, they tried to fix it because they had Greg Russ get down there and ask him, you know, oh, are you going to continue? What's wrong? He's like, oh, the boys are working on it now. Hopefully, we can get out there and salvage some points. But, no. Nah. She was there. Yeah, she was basically done. Terminal. Um, gearbox out. New gearbox in next day and uh, go again. Shane, pit stop during the second race. Yeah. Will not issue, eh? Yeah. It was that, that cost him dearly. He was actually at good, especially after that pit stop. Like he just come back and was like, he was on a mission and was setting some good laps. He was, wasn't he? He was got caught behind Kelly. Yeah, a lot. Yep. Oh, he did. Todd Kelly get in the wars this weekend. There was a few people in the wars this weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, well, Todd Kelly was in that. Uh, not Todd. This is Rick Kelly. Sorry, Rick Kelly got like was having the big battle with Shane. Yeah, for like three or four laps. Yeah. And then who came out? Someone came out in the pits and basically barged him. It was Golding, I think. Uh, the first one was... Now, I'm trying to remember. You're really picking my brain here now. I remember there was two of them. There was two of them. One of them he backed off. The second one he backed off was Courtney. Yeah. So it's either, I want to say Garth or Golding, but I think it's Golding. Yeah, someone pushed him pretty hard. I can't remember who it was. No, it was um, Tim Slade. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tim Slade because then Tim Slade got a drive through. Yeah. But it was like the next lap. Someone came out and did the same thing to him again. And you're like, yeah. The second time he was a bit shy. But yeah, that's escapey. <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, he's, um, Kelly's looking a little gun shy here. Yeah. he uh, Understandably. Lifted and... Just released it. It's like, you go, mate. You yeah. go. I don't need to fix any more door panels <laughs> yeah. on this car. <laughs> no need to put me off in the grass. <laughs> it's a it's a weird old pit exit. Really it flies is. you it into the line. You, yeah, it funnels you right into turn one. I guess a lot are like that, but it, it's really predominant here, I guess, because turn one's such a 90-degree corner. Yeah, and, and especially because so you're on the inside. inside and you're like, well, I have to take this tight. And then you've got people who are at full pace on the outside trying to turn right across. It's always going to... um, Yeah, where a lot of other pit lanes, I guess people, you know, you'd be on the outside or whatnot. There's a lot of differences. But um, yeah, very much fires you right in there. It seems to always happen at this track every year. You got that gain for running long on the Saturday. A lot like, of people were doing that, weren't they? Like, it seemed yes. to work. Every, like, once again on the, you know, not, I was going to say Larko's whiteboard, but that's that's long gone. Bring back it, though. Um, when Crompto was going through the Hino Hub, he was like, oh, this is what everyone's going to do. And there was no long running runs. And it really seemed to work out for the people that long ran long. They got some good return. Massive. I think there was a few. Um, who was... 
Oh, Erebus. Erebus. Yeah. Yeah, Davies. Gained 10 places in yeah, the race. He's qualified 14th, finished 4th overall. Once again, another strong effort from them, actually. I was really impressed with them. And Betty did come out and say, we don't want to be the underdog anymore. We want to be real race contenders. We're yeah. building pace in the car. We've got a headlining driver that everyone was too silly sort of to let go, but we're happy to have. You know, we're here to race. We're here to be serious. And uh, They don't want to don't, be the best of the rest anymore. Yeah. They want to be the best. Yeah, don't count us out. So Davey did a great job. Mm. Uh, no, he showed really good. Another one was really, really good was Lounce. One, yeah, but it's lousy. Yeah, just, you know, we just we just bashed on his qualifying pace before, but his race pace is still up there and still some of the best racing you'll see. Yeah, so there's a few drivers that really made some serious gains of thinking outside the box and going long on their first stint and then coming, uh, coming home with a fresh set, um, and just having that clear air in the first stint just paid dividends. Last lap, well, close to the last lap. <laughs> Courtney and Percat have been battling for what seemed like 90% of the race. Yes. Slow themselves down a lot, those boys did, battling there. They got a, like a, cha- a, a train of like half the field. It looked great. Like you're going, look, we've got... And I said to Mitch, going after the incident with Percat, I'm like, if he gets a five-second penalty, he's stuffed. Yeah. Like that's... That's basically finish last because that's how far, like, there's that many well, cars Well, how many behind. were behind them by the end? It would have been, I reckon, eight. Eight or nine cars. Yeah, it was it was a substantial amount of the field. Like, half the field, I reckon, was behind, mm. stuck behind Percat. So. Come on. Uh, okay, the what? driver's standard, the yeah, driver's standard advisor didn't issue any penalties. Yeah, I think he said basically that they both contributed to the crash. So, therefore, no one was 100% at fault. This is not what you said on Saturday, though. Yeah. Look, I said I won't sugarcoat it. Courtney should have punted him earlier. Mm. That's probably going to be controversial because there's probably a lot more likers out there of Nick Percat than there are Courtney. But he was blocking. You know, Courtney had a lot more pace every time he'd get up the inside, I think. And then Courtney didn't block when he got past. There was just a whole bunch of stuff going on, and Courtney had that little bump and run, and then readdressed as well. Um, I think, honestly, he was defending pretty hard for what was ninth or something yeah, like I think that. Yeah, ten- uh, yeah, ninth to get into um. Yeah, so I think the defense was like he was going for a world title. It was a bit over the top. I would have probably given the you bump and run to him. <laughs> I would have given the bump and run, and. If I had to got up the inside, I probably would have pushed him up the outside of the corner because he, well, he was not just only that, you're going to get freight train from everyone as well. Yeah, he was just defending so hard. It was just it's a little bit too far, I think, especially for a team that he used to be supported by. So this this is the team I keep going to call them HRT, but no, I'll just call them Walkinshaw, Walkinshaw, or H Mobile One HSV, Boost Mobile, Boost Mobile One HSV. <laughs> I don't know. I don't is. That the team is still um, oh, mobile okay. one He's just got the boost mobile Commodore. Yeah, they 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 gave Percat his first Bathurst win. They gave Percat his first V8 supercar drives. They helped fund him in other f- like fields, and here he's repaying them by punting their number one driver, driver off the field. Yeah, 
And realistically, he had a lot of steering angle in. Scaifey called it. He was trying to play the innocent game of, oh, he was leaning on me and I was just trying to correct. He should have lifted out of the throttle. He was he was back at the B pillar, about to be run off the corner at the, on the exit anyway. So I don't know why he was staying in the throttle. He needed to sit back in behind him. It just it was not a good look. They, the, Courtney the, was not happy. Yeah, well, the driving standards advisor basically said it was because they locked interlocked wheels. I didn't see that, but no, I didn't think they were wheel to wheel. No, I think he started leaning on him, and then eventually Courtney's traction broke, and uh, he turned left when he was meant to be going right. Yeah, <laughs> it was very unfortunate because it would have been a good result for Courtney to finish ninth. top ten. Yeah. yeah. Qualifying on the Sunday. Yes, my friend. Thank you, my child. <laughs> Red Bull are back. They are back. Didn't see that coming on the um, Saturday. And Penske looked good, but... Well, even in qualifying, Jamie was on the front row. Yeah. And Red Bull were third as well. And then I think it was Mostert, then Coulthard. Because Coulthard definitely fifth. Good showing of pace. And now I... Got to apologize to Red Bull for last week because I said Red Bull never do well at Winton. They're back. That's all you got to say. Just lead in. They're back. They are back. For how long? I don't know. I think this weekend was a bit of a different one because the track was green and it, it was evolving so much in every session. Um, I think Red Bull got it right in qualifying. And I think that was it. Yeah, well, Jamie wasn't that disheartened to get second because he's like, he's he knew deep down he had a fast race car. Yeah. And he, I mean, he did. They had the pace. Yeah. It was nice to see, actually. It was really, I've really missed good it. to see. It's been, it's been four rounds since we've seen a Red Bull car on top step. And I, I was starting to doubt it. I was like, are we ever going to see this again? <laughs> How you... The father of a new child. We're going to bring him up in a world where Red Bull aren't winning. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you're going to do that. Thank God the wrongs have been righted. I don't know if anyone can tell out there that Michael's <laughs> a little bit of a Red Bull worshipper. Um, no, it was... I, 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 I liked it. <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. All right. Check that box. Michael's happy. I'm happy. I was, ha- and my old man was a happy man too. He's he's almost a bigger Red Bull fan than I am, or Triple Eight fan. I think he would be. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Woohoo!" Sending me messages. I'm like, "Yes, we got there." I think it's good to see the team the bat- effort. Team effort, though. I, I think, think. Well, it's good to see the battles really hot and hotting up. But mm. the last couple of rounds, Scotty was well. Last round, Scotty. Scotty was, was untouchable, but the. I don't know. I want to call it DJR, but I feel the fact that we keep calling Red Bull Red Bull and they're, you know, Triple Eight Red Bull. Should we show? Or are we still calling them DJR? I mean, Shell paid them an awful lot of money to call them Shell. Yeah, but. And here we are just not even mentioning Team Penske either. I, you've got valid points. Very valid points. I call Red Bull Red Bull because they called that Team Red Bull Racing Australia. Yeah. And they don't call them Triple Eight because that's the manufacturer. DJR, they call the team DJR Team Penske. Yeah, but now they're naming things uh, the Shell V-powered Falcons. 
I think, isn't it? The Shell yeah, V-Power Racing. They do refer to that a lot. It's not sticking, is it? No, it's really Did hard. Did you hear Fabs have a lot of dramas with that on Sunday? No. What he was he? stuttering all over the place and couldn't say Shell V-Power. He almost sounded like he said Valvoline for a second. <laughs> He's like, uh, oh, let me start again. in the sport anymore? No, nah, they've gone. They were on... Uh, I think they were on Gary Rogers' car still. If it still. is, it's a minute sponsor. Yeah, yeah, I think it's only small, Bob. Okay, so DJR. That's what we decided with? <laughs> Whatever of, you're comfortable with. Bit of Aussie history? Yeah. All right. DJR, yes. I don't know. That's what I decided to call on. Oh. Um, You forgot what you were going to talk about before, weren't you? They lost pace on the Saturday. Well, Scotty lost pace on Sunday. Compared to what he had on Saturday. Yeah, he did, definitely didn't have that edge. Uh, I think did their strategy didn't fall 100% his way. And probably a little bit was the same with Jamie and even Shane a little bit. Shane did well enough to get ahead and um, Jamie kept uh, Fabs. Fabs busy enough that he couldn't couldn't battle, but... Fab's definitely got the best strategy at the end of the race. For the end of the race, that was on oh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, being that he come in for his pit stop, not, what, two laps or something before the safety car, had mm. fresh rubber on the car, 10 laps younger than anyone else's rubber, and was in a commanding position to, to really take it to the Red Bull guys out the front. Looked like there was a bit of team driving there as well when, okay, don't get me wrong, Shane and... Wing Cup were fighting for it very hard. Very vigorously. Yeah, there was um, definitely no team orders there. We were talking about it when we were watching it, going, what happens here when Shane punts Jamie? I, I was there going, guys, um, this is me thinking is rolling at the moment. It was like, don't fuck this. All right, We've worked very hard as a team to get to this one-two position. Oh, could you imagine... The, sh- the storm that it would have created if they punted. Because we know they'll punt each other. Well, it come to um, the point it got that serious, I guess. The team actually come over the radio to Shane and said, please don't battle too hard. I.e., pull your head in. If there's a passing opportunity, take it. But don't. But don't make a passing. Don't bump and run him and get a drive through. Don't do something silly that's going to give the press something to talk about. That that was definitely something they could see on the cards by the looks of what they were watching on the TVs and the monitors. And didn't they look stressed in that bunker? Oh, yeah. And I don't even, like, it almost looked like the two engineers were, like, one of them, like, um, not Dutto, who's Jamie's engineer? Um, we're just praising how their head engineers and everyone wants them and i can't remember his name but anyway uh, it was looking over at shane's engineer and i swear shane's engineer was like i'm not telling him to do this <laughs> like you know i should be I'm, I'm on the radio here like you settle down like yeah it was very tense haven't seen them those situations in since new zealand last year yeah it was very tense uh all all's well that ends well but they both did a great job well, in the it end fairly clean. it was jamie's mess up there's no yeah. one to blame but himself for that. And Fabian got back past Jamie. And then Shane did a nice little uh, sneaky uh, held, held fabs, fabs out, out wide. Yeah, he sort of like there. He's like, just broke that little bit longer. He just kept the brake on while uh, Fabian was in a compromised position. 
and allowed Jamie to sort of get a freight train sort of maneuver uh, on Yeah, him. exactly. Get up the inside and give Fabs no room and obviously got his position back. So he did a great job. It was a good little team effort there. It was. We've jumped. There's a whole race in between this. We it jumped was. to there the was last about sixty something laps. I think. Yeah, we we've <laughs> jumped to the last like five laps of the race here. I know, but that's the exciting part. It was crazy. Every <laughs> race should get a safety car <laughs> ten laps from the end. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Mr. NASCAR over here. <laughs> <laughs> competition safety car. What the hell is a s- competition safety car? It's mandatory America? yellow. <laughs> <laughs> America, look at yourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, or okay. a competition pit stop where we all pit at the same time. Yeah, that's what <laughs> works out. The, talking about NASCAR and their competition yellows and everything like that, they're sponsored. So they have a sponsor for them. Yeah, yeah, they do. I swear I've seen... The Subway Jalapeno Yellow. <laughs> okay, this is a Subway condiment that's free to go on your sub. Why not? Why not? Maybe they just need to boost jalapeno sales. I don't know, but <laughs> I swear it was the Subway Jalapeno Yellow. Or there was definitely some Subway Jalapeno talk <laughs> all over it. I was like, okay. That's like, and now the safety car brought to you by ketchup. it's just sweet and sour sauce get it with your nuggets next time at mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) i you know what supercars are probably not too far off getting some sponsors to do they've already got those really tacky digital ads you mean the digital billboard the digital billboards that they try now blend in with real bill real billboards yeah, um, it's like, they, where's Wally out there? Yeah, except like one stands out like dog's balls and the other one looks real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a big talking point that I want to talk about. We, we've touched on the Stay race. on me, Matt. Kiwi bro code. Oh, you you were really into this. I actually missed it. But okay, everyone so else missed it too because we were looking through all the, uh, all basically the all the news and, and everything that's been talked about in the net and all the gossip and stuff about V8s over the weekend. And uh, Michael brings up to me, the Kiwi Bro Code, it's still alive and strong out there. I go, what are you talking about, mate? And he goes, Scotty. And I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, he is a Kiwi. Then he goes, he let Shane through, give him the indicator, allowed uh, opposition team just to sail just on past. Go, go past. I was dumbfounded. And I think Scafie and Crompto were very confused too. So this was happened at a time in the race on Saturday where Shane was on fresh rubber. Scotty was not because Scotty had to pit early because he had that disastrous start. He actually didn't get off the line all that well. Um, Jamie had a very good start and jumped him off the line. And that was just basically the end of Scotty's race. Um, So Scotty pitted very early, was running out. uh, Shane had pitted and then started sort of to catch up onto the back of... um, Scotty, and for the life of me, cannot remember what turn it was, but it's the one with a big tree yeah, in that the middle one. of it. <laughs> it's, it's like the only time. The left-hander like, one. <laughs> around wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one with the tree in the middle. Like, uh, Scotty's seen Fabian, uh, Fabian, Scotty's seen Shane come up and just, boom, left indicator on. Just like, I bet if Fabs went past, he would probably given him a bit more room. But there was definitely a car width past. And just, Shane, just no worries. Thank you very much. Up and out you go. And he ended going on to win the race. Yeah. 
Dr. Yeah. Ryan's story might not be super impressed and be like, well, he tried to play it down because they interviewed him after going, what did you do? He's like, oh, well, different tire strategies. You know, we you didn't want Scotty to lose a lot of time there. And I he, highly, has, he has a good point there. But I highly doubt they've gone to Scotty. Oh, just let Shane through. Yeah. Yeah, you like, he did have a good point, but don't lose time here. We're not battling Shane. But the problem with that is Shane beat Fabs. Yeah. Who you are battling with. Who he was battling. So maybe, say, Scotty held Shane up for two or three laps. Possibly a different race. We'll never know, obviously. This is a lot of what ifs, what if, what if, what if. But could have changed the outcome of the race. Yeah, because I swear there's a few drivers there watching that going, God damn, Scotty, you never let me buy that easily. Yeah, yeah. But They've had a bit of a challenging... They've had a bit of a funny... Um, they used to have their bro code going on, but they've all stepped on each other's toes a few times, and now it's a bit more... Well, now they're the three Kiwi bros. Like, is there any other Kiwis in our field? It's just no, Fabian, Scotty, just and those three. three. Yeah. They're all fighting for this championship. So Well, they're, yeah, first, third, and fourth, I think. Could you imagine if Shane wins this championship again from Scotty? by whatever the points that he won that race and that's it. And he's like, far out. I let you through to win that. <laughs> and now I've lost the championship because of it. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I was just like, I understand there's, there's definitely pros and cons for doing that. Let him go. Like, you're not losing any time. for To do that, yeah, no, you know, no one risk lost management. time there. It's risk management as well. You're not getting punted. There's no damage happening. Shane's obviously in a fast car, so he's eventually going to get past. But it's, it's racing, man. It's racing. You don't let people buy. And um, Scotty did it to Fabian later on in the race. Understandable. Teammate. Put the indicator on. Let him go. Yeah. But I just think maybe Scotty got a little generous this week and was just like, ah, let everyone pass. Well, like, maybe, maybe Scotty's playing a long game here. Maybe one day he's going to get it back from Shane. Maybe that's what he's looking for. Do you reckon? I don't think so, but <laughs> I'm just saying maybe he's gone, look, I'll give you this one, and then next time we'll see if Shane's a bit more lenient on me. Maybe. Maybe. Jamie almost won this race. He did almost won he this race. He did almost won this race. <laughs> it would have been his 105th victory, which ties, would have tied him on Lowndes. Yeah, he's the most race wins. A lot of people, I think a lot of people forget how close Jamie is to Lowndes. Everyone says, oh, Lowndes is the number one race winner. First one to get 100. Yeah, but then it only took like Jamie another, another five, couple of races meetings. to yeah. get it. I, want, I, I, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Jamie becomes the number one race holder or most race wins. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be hard it'll, to ever be a, a, him a as a bit well. of a sad day. When Lounge because this one's Lounge's, you know, crowning jewels. He's still got the most race starts. Yeah. Um, I just... Lounge had a long time of his career. There was a good five years, six years, where he was in a car that he couldn't win in. The Gibson Motorsport one. Well, it was when he... It, that only lasted for like two years. There was, he went from Falcon to Falcon to Falcon in an era where Falcons were not competitive at all. Yeah. Um which was not the best for him. He signed a contract with Ford 
Um, I he think was, I've talked to you. Yeah, well, he was the last driver to be signed to a manufacturer. Then after that, they banned it. Yeah. Because he, I think he signed a 10 or 15 year deal with Ford. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he could drive for pretty much any team he wanted as long as it was a Falcon. Yeah, so, and I think that was a bad time. Good for Ford to have him there, but bad time for Lounsey to be contracted to a team that, or in a manufacturer that couldn't win races. Mm. Really did affect his win, uh, what would you call it, percentage. Because oh. Jamie's got like a one in three <laughs> win yeah. percentage. It's it's obviously starting to come down a little bit now because Red Bull's not as uh, dominant this year. But I think it's just the rest of the, f- like, the ki- f- field has caught up to Red Bull. They have. And which is great for racing. But, yeah, I think this is going to be something that people aren't going to recognize Jamie until after he's gone. I think well, he helps a lot of hate because of does. the tall poppy syndrome. And he just doesn't, he doesn't interview as well. And we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. He's, Australians love to knock down the tall poppy. Yeah. And, you know, for six years, he, six championships. Yeah. He's going to be one of those ones, once he retires and goes, you're like, oh, crap. Like, no one will equal it. Remember like, Win Cup. Yeah. It'll be hard to equal it. I shouldn't say no one will equal it because records are only made to be broken. Mm. I feel that he probably doesn't get the respect he should probably deserves. Maybe he should get work on, maybe get a PR manager and help him change that because racing is not just about winning races unfortunately for a lot of the drivers out there racing is about sponsors it's about getting fans because sponsors need the fans it's about a whole lot of things um i think that's why roland dane's such a smart man for keeping lounge around lounge still number, number one. one fan he's got two of the fastest drivers lounge and i'm not including lounge in that anymore yeah because no. he's not been competing very well this year You've got Wincup uh, and Van Gisbergen. And then he's got the best fan favourite of the of the whole field. F- Lowndes has won, like, number one f- fan favourite for, like, years running. Yeah. So he's doing a great job. Cool. Well, we pretty much touched on, at the start of our recap of the race, exactly what happened. Um, I want to ask you a question about Fabian's car. And the orange numbers and your opinion didn't, on... Didn't work for me. Didn't work. For, you know one of the reasons why I think it didn't work? Why is that? The commentators didn't mention shit about it. Yeah, that's probably not a good start. Um, Fill th- everyone in, Michael, on uh, what the orange numbers actually signified on a car. All right. So for you guys that might not know, V8 Supercars are trying to work, uh, have a way to show the fans at home watching on TV and watching... Um, at the track, who is the championship leader? So they're now trialing this orange number on the championship leading car. So that's why you saw all weekend Fabian had an orange 12 on his car. On yeah, yeah. All the windows. They seem to be changing colours quite regularly. Um, not for the championship leader, but because Shane didn't take the number one on his car, and this is the f- first time in like, 30 or 40 years, we haven't had a number one on the grid. Every now and then on practice, you've seen him running a purple number. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the purple number. Really hard to see on TV. I know why they don't continue with it. But they seem to just be trialing this stuff and not telling anyone. And I thought on the sad day, I may have missed 
the I, I did miss the not the start of the race but start of the telecast. Yeah. And I thought they might have recapped going, "Oh, here's Fabian with the number, you know, the orange 12 on his car symbolizing the championship leader." And at least recap it throughout the race just uh, oh, if you've tuned in or something just especially while it's new. There must have been a lot of confused people at the track. I because think not everyone just overlooked would, it to be honest. It was ignored. Just as like soon the telecast as, did. As soon as I'd seen it, that's all I noticed. But I noticed stupid stuff like that. I was just like, it's orange. Why? I mean, it took me about two seconds to go, championship leader, no worries. Yep. But I'm like, on a tight battle like this, and something that I do want to touch on before we finish up, the ladder. If they change it every time someone changes, is it at per round? Is it per race? Because I... We're going to a race now where there's only four points per champion. If, say, Fabian crashes out, Jamie finishes second again, because I don't think he's actually going to win a race this year, because he only finishes second, but he would lead the championship. <laughs> Did they change it, like, from Saturday to Sunday? I don't know, well, because they're not maybe. telling us anything. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're not telling us anything because they're it's trialing it. and they don't want to know. Don't want everyone to pick up on it. Yeah, but this little thing, it's kind of reminds me of like the Speed Cafes. Like, oh, we're going to let you know who's a championship leader by running pink walled tires. <laughs> that was this year's, um, the, this year's uh, April Fool's. April Fool's was uh, the championship leader will run pink walled tires and they spent years developing this pink wall, just spray paint. But, yeah. you know, that's so you can see who's the championship leader and you're like, ha, 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 now they're doing this. I understand there was talk of them bringing in the digital numbers on the side. I do like the digital numbers. Which It'll I think help they should. With, uh, especially your enduros like Bathurst when people go lap down or, or whatnot. Uh, I think it's a really good thing to help the spectators at the track as well as TV. Mm. We seem to be... We're, we're kind of running on schedule. Quickly, the Northern Territory Major Events announced the winner of the Grandstand. The new grandstand is sitting in my spot is now going to be called the Valley View Grandstand. Nice entry. Nice entry. We had uh We had a favorite. We had a favorite. I'll we'll let you know our favorite. What was our favorite, mate? S- the Century Grandstand? Yeah, and what was that to signify? 100 runs? Nah. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it's for Craig Lowndes. He won the f- 100 races at Hidden Valley. As soon as he won 100 races, there was opinion pieces in our newspaper and stuff going, well, let's name a corner after him because we don't have a named corner at all. No, we do not. So, but see, I can't see a corner that Lounsey's done anything hugely dramatic in to be like, oh, he did this at this corner. We need to give him this thing here. I thought the grandstand was a nice touch. Lounsey seems to be on over all our promotional things. Um, yeah. But no, now we've got the... The Valley View Grandstand. Um, yet to see it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's not nothing's done yet. Um, I was obviously down the track um, all weekend, and no, still twenty five days away. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to go on down there. There's a mm. few marquees up. Uh, she's coming together, but yeah, still a lot of work. How's the track looking? Track's pretty green. She needs some rubber. Mm. Um. Very, very green. What about on the outs- on the runoffs? Like, is it still Charlie's making sure we're all staying off the um 
Oh, Laurie. Oh, Laurie, sorry. Yeah, Laurie's making sure we're staying off the grass. Uh, so, yeah, the, the North Australia motorsport manager up here, uh, he's uh, probably getting into all the... I didn't. I was at driver's briefing, but I didn't uh, hang around for the lap sprint, boys, but I reckon he'll be into them about going off on the grass. Yes. Um, it is already looking a little dry. Uh, we've kicked into our dry season up here. Ah, they'll get the sprinklers on it. So the f- sprinklers have obviously been running in a few spots where it's nice and green, but yeah, she's going to need some water over the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, track's starting to look good. I know Once we generally don't tip straight away, but who who is your pick for Hidden Valley? There's going to be a few testing, but I'm like, I'm leaning on the Saturday race. For me, I'm leaning Nissan or uh, Lowndes. I'm thinking um, uh, who's the wild card entry again? <laughs> Shay Davis, <laughs> Macaulay Jones. Uh, no, I actually think it'll be a pretty good round. I think. Oh God, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. DJR with their good off corner and our long straight could pay dividends to them if they finish. They did not finish or do well last year. Yeah, but that was last year. Things have changed mm. for them. I honestly think Nissan yeah, performed I'm sound well, like, though. I'm gonna sound like a broken record here. I'm going Scotty, Scotty again. Well, I've he's been pain. Like, look, I've tipped him for four races. He's won three. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, I like I said on the sad day, I'm thinking either the Nissan or Lowndes. I just. Can't see Lowndes winning on the Sunday. But Lowndes manages to pull out these races on the Saturday in Darwin. He does. And if Lowndes gets out in front at any point of the day, he can win a Hidden Valley. Yep. As for the Sunday race, I don't know, probably like Coulthard or, you know, one of the DJR boys. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already excited. Yeah. Uh, we're counting down the days now. She would be... It's pretty 20, much bang on a month. 25 days. Yeah. Till till the big event. Um, what do you think of the wild cards, mate? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. I was impressed right up until I wasn't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shay Davies did quite well right up until he had that run-in with um, Caruso. Yeah, Caruso but was got not cleared. overly happy of that he got either. Cleared. Apparently, he did nothing wrong. Um, Craig Baird was like, no, nah, no, nah, all good. Play on. Yeah, I don't know. They did quite well to stay out of trouble. Rulo was the one that, you know, this is something we haven't touched on with the restart. Rulo was a lap down behind the safety cars. Should have they just let him pass? Get him out of the way? Yeah, he was, a, he was in a very awkward position on the restart. I feel sorry for him. 16-year-old kid, first year. Oh, by the way, you're behind the two Red Bull cars and in behind you is the two shell cars or a shell car. Honestly, but if you're in the main game, these are the things you're going to be able to deal with. Mm. It comes back to where uh, you talked about a lot and I disagreed with you a lot, but this is one of those unforeseen things where experience that he does not have should exclude him from these type of events. He did, um, or well, that being winner bottom was very scathing. Like his winner bottom was, but I'm going to say this yes. in Rulo's defense. Winner bottom was going around the outside. 
I know, like, it's because he, balked, he like, he, parked it. Yeah, he Winnerbottom was angry because he basically had balked him in the middle of the corner and he had to go around the outside and therefore ended up off yada, 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 so on and so forth. I think Winnerbottom's just upset about a lot of other things and this is probably showing a bit more, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, it... Rulo probably needs a little bit more experience, but he was outperformed by every wild card, I think, this weekend. It would have almost been... He was a lap down, right? Wouldn't it have been better for Lucas Thumbrell Motorsport just to go, come in for the pits? Just, yeah. just what are we doing? Oh, we're a self-imposed drive-through. Who cares? Get out of this position. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There was no need to leave him in a, a dangerous position Obviously, he's going to get a bit more racecraft and stuff like that, but he's a lap down, so he's going to be going offline all the time, getting marbles. It's going to make his race worse. It's just wasn't going to be good for him at all mm. in general. It w- he was really going to struggle going through the with the field all around him. All it was going to breed was either another safety car and damage yeah. to his car, which they're a team that probably can't afford, can't afford the it. damage. But, yeah, I just think we're – it's probably a bit of – Iffy on both drivers' behalfs. I think Rulo, he did a good job to let Fabian and um, Waters through. This is another one. So Waters did a great job on sad- Sunday. Yeah, Fourth. he's driving really well. Um, I actually spoke with Mitch on Saturday going, Waters is one of those ones that has a really good weekend, a uh, good day, and a shocking day. And the Saturday yeah, yeah, was the shocking he's day. He's very yin-yang. Very inconsistent at the moment. But um, once he pulls that consistency together, you can tell why ProDrive have him. Um, but yeah, I just think that maybe if you look at the regulations, turn one and two is not a get out of the way and let everyone through corners. They're two right angles with no real gap between them. It might not have been the smartest place for winner bottom to try and get past. But I'm not defending Alex, but I just think maybe just, I don't know. It was, he got, it was, you're never going to get around there as fast. The way that he went. JD's looking at me like, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not looking at you. You're wrong. I'm going, this must be hard for very me to hard say. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know how passionate you were originally. This must be very hard to say. He's crossed arms right now. <laughs> like For all of you people listening out there, he, he looks uncomfortable right now. <laughs> he's got his arms crossed. He's awkward. He's touching his face every now and then. You know, the... Uh, I don't want to say this. But, All right, you know. another talking news. <laughs> um, quickly, before we wrap this up. Yes, my friend. Thomas Maxwell raced again on the weekend. He did. He did. Um, not the best weekend for him. Not he, the best weekend, but good weekend bit. for an Aussie. He did. Yeah, another Aussie uh, in the same series in Formula Renault. Alex Peroni? Yep. We'll go with that. Yeah, that, Peroni, that right. sounds like the beer. Um, yeah, got his f- he got his first maiden win. First time an Australian has won the uh, Renault European Cup since Daniel Ricciardo in 2008. Yeah, and another young fellow as well. Mm. Thomas, I've got his email and had a look at it. He's, you know, said that he took a lot of confidence away from this weekend. It's first time at this track. It's very tight track. It reminds us very much like Monaco. Yeah, it um, was got some sections in there. It was very unforgiving. We were watching the race, actually. We stayed up late um, Saturday night. It mm. was actually on one... Nearly, it actually started at 1.30 a.m. Darwin time, so it was quite late. 
Um, but we stayed up we and we watched the race and my God, there was a lot of carnage in that race as well mm. because it's so tight and unforgiving. So a lot of people would like ping a curb and then it just sent them straight into a tire barrier. Um, and obviously with these open wheel cars, it's all over after you end of those tires. It's uh, plucking wheels off from left, right and center. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, he, look, the good things he's got to take out of it. He took confidence, learnt the track. And also, I think he always moved forward too. Yeah, every race he moved forward, um, and he, you know, he kept his nose clean. Mm. Kept so the car, brought the car back in one piece the whole time, every race. So it's good. He is racing again next weekend at Monaco. Yeah, yeah, big. This is three back to him. backs. It is. It is. So hopefully with this, you got the confidence, especially now with the street track. Um, I mean, Monaco just must be something amazing to race at. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the huge, hugest fan of the track in the current cars that we go there with, but I think the atmosphere of being there and the pinnacle of like, I'm racing at Monza, um, the glitz and the glamour and everything of it must be really cool for him to experience. Uh, yeah, Monaco's, I don't know, it's just got that thing about it. You know, the racing's not that great, but I watch every minute of it I can. Yeah, and you're I excited love to it. watch it. I love it. Um probably helps that Red Bull's always been quite strong there with Daniel and also with Weber was a very good driver there. He well, won. We don't talk about Red Bull last year. Uh, well, Weber won three there, I think, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he three won three. Yeah, he won a Which couple. is one of the most wins for any Formula One driver at that track. You know, jump, we know when they jumped off into the river in their race suit. Yeah, he nearly he drowned. drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bloody so. heavy, those things. But yeah, and, and and Daniel obviously last year was robbed, absolutely robbed of victory. I'm sure the team's going to do everything they can to get back to him this year. But I just really think they they're too weak this year, and I think he'll be battling for a, a fourth or fifth place again. All right. So who's your pick to win it then? Monaco. Yep. We're Sebastian. Sebastian. I was going to say we're running late, so we should, we tie, should this up. tie this up. Yes. Sebastian. Sebastian's my my pick. I'm going to get Matri Bottas. Oh, yeah. Yep. He needs another race win. He does. Um, look, in a dream world, I would say Daniel. Yeah. But I just don't think... Who knows? We'll see how qualifying goes, and then we'll know. Yeah, we'll we'll find out in a couple of days, because uh, they obviously run practice there early. Mm. Um, so Thursday, hopefully we get some, some information. And we get to see uh, what's going on in practice. And fingers crossed, Daniel can be somewhere up there at least so he can battle. If if he can get track position in the first corner, say there's a crash for the first two cars, and he can get in the lead. Once you're in the lead, you can hold it. Especially because they can't pass on a good track with these cars. Yeah. So if he can get the lead and just command that position and run his own race and do everything and the team have his tires for the pit stop. Like that's a big thing. That's a pretty big thing. If that stuff all goes right, look, fingers crossed Daniel could do it. But in a in a full fa- uh full pace race, I'm going for Sebastian. Yeah. I think Hart says Sebastian. I don't even know why I'm going like Well Mercedes, see, Mercedes obviously Mercedes had the better be updates quick. last um, time. I just think, you know why not? Well, Mercedes were quite strong at the last track, which is another high downforce track. Mm. Um, you know, and Monaco is all about mechanical grip and downforce. So we'll we'll find out, I guess, in the next few days. Next couple of days. I'm uh, excited, but 
You're excited? Yeah, it's one I of bet, my favourite races of the I year. I thought you were going to be more excited that after next week we'll, be, we'll get a week off. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> it's too late. Runoff's done now. <laughs> I don't need time off. <laughs> oh, in that case, weekly episodes from here out. No, because it'll be very short episodes without races. <laughs> we can find some other categories. Why not? <laughs> Start covering MotoGP. <laughs> yeah. Well, MotoGP. Big crash. Big crash, and thoughts go out to Nicky Hayden's um, uh, family mm. and uh, and to him. I hope he gets well soon. He's battling pretty hard with um, uh, some some brain in- uh, injuries and stuff from a, a bicycle accident where he got hit by a car. So mm. fingers crossed for him that it starts to turn and look better for him. Well, on that sombering note, we'll um we'll finish up. All right, guys. That is us done and dusted for another week. We will um, we'll be back next weekend after Monaco. One thing I actually just want to touch on, sorry, yep. before we leave. Big thing coming up this weekend, not just Monaco. What's coming up? What do you think? Someone's 30th birthday. Yeah. And Indianapolis. Ah, oh, Indy. Yeah. I was so like, Alonso, Alonso has qualified, qualified fifth. Second row. Who would have thought? That is a good result. It is a massive result. Mm. So maybe for your birthday, Alonso might get out there and uh, and Mitch's birthday as well. Sorry. Yeah, and Mitch's One birthday. day after each other. Yep. Um, so big happy birthday episode next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe Alonso can get out there and get a win for you too. Yeah, because I got money on him and I need all the money I can get. Well, why not? Anyway, you can go to... Uh, yeah, outro now. My outro? <laughs> All right. Now to the outro. That's our show for this week, Done and Dusted. Now JD has finished bringing up any extra topics. And one more thing. No. Oh, <laughs> no, one no, more thing. No, no more things. One more thing. <laughs> Head to our website, we're breakinglate.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. If you have any emails or any questions you want to write through, email them to us at breakinglate at gmail.com. A lot of dot coms in there. There is. Because everything's a dot com. It is. Well, we'll dot com out of this and we'll head off. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week, guys. Yeah. Catch ya. <laughs>